Went into the bar. What? For the booze. Nice. That one sucked. <laughs> Why do you always get dunk on the shit I do, man? I hate you. Loved it. I'm quitting the boys. This is outrageous. Thank God. Well, no. Shane loved it, so I can stay. How you guys doing? It's, uh, it's Halloween. A weekend. That's exciting. Exciting time. Spooky season. Trick or treat. Yep. It's my favorite. What the fuck? God, going home to be one I'm going to kiss you right now. I'm glad that's going to be heard by the people. And we, don't, don't know if Trey caught that one. But, uh, I didn't hear it. But yeah. That's great. Uh, did you dress up this year, Trey? Are you nope. going to dress up this year? Nope. Oh, you look like a bitch to me, so. Damn. So, anyways, uh, hey guys, I'm Tyler. I am Paul. Shane. Trey. <laughs> we are the boys down the road uh, with our Halloween Spectacular Week 2. Uh, week one was great. We figured out that Frankenstein's a badass and uh, mm. learned a lot about the origins of Halloween. I think I put Frankenstein in that. I was a fucking idiot. Yeah, it was very yeah. I don't remember. I just want to. It was Tyler. Oh, was it Tyler? It yeah. does like a Tyler movie. I just want to be loved. That's all I want. Like Frankenstein. Bro, you better leave this podcast. You better She don't love him either. So this week we plan on bringing you guys some uh, some haunted places, some ghost stories, and some cop stories. Correct? Are you finally gonna give us a cop story? like Patrick looking for a wee. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, I will. Do you want to start with a cop story, and then we'll move into something else? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I can tell. I can tell a couple of weird experiences I've had. Um, really quickly, uh, this is Cop Stories with Paul. The cop. <laughs> I think they fucking got that part. <laughs> well, actually, uh, I had one place. It was up in Germantown. Um, I had a call about this man that was in their backyard. Was it Charlie Lawson? Uh, surprisingly not. Hey, actually, might have been. It's actually in the same close proximity area of where they lived at. Well, um, I got a call, uh, went back there. They said they seen some dude running in the backyard, and he kept coming back. So I got up there. Dude was outside with his wife. They, The dude put down a gun because he was uh, thinking somebody was trying to either harm him or break in their house. Well, um, they said they seen him in the side of the house in the woods so that's where I went and the man had left the gun um, in the front yard out of respect for me which I appreciated so went to the left of the house and we started hearing some somebody talking uh, and then heard a growl in the woods so um, I went into the it's like a little patch of woods it might have been like 20 yards 30 yards of woods so I went in there and didn't see anything, and it was obvious that something was growling. Like it was a very low growl. It was, it was weird as fuck. My hair, my hair. I mean, I was having cold chills. Like it was so weird. Can you please give us an example of this growl? Oh goddamn. Um, yeah. <laughs> <sighs> I, I I really don't know how to explain it. It was like a low guttural sound. It was like it was like. Like a zombie? I was like, ooh. Or like, or like, like ooh. Like, it's like. <laughs> is it like an 80s porn? Yeah, it's no, like going it's, in. It's like, you know, it's like, sounds like me when I finish, so. So, like. You I, sound like an 80s porn when you finish? 100%. Holy fuck. I gotta keep it fresh. Cop stories, my Paul. I think that's Subway. That's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I went back to the guy that owned the house. I was like, listen, man. I heard something, you heard it, I went in there, nothing. I was like, I couldn't find anything. You got a house next to you that's like maybe 50 yards away, so nothing could have ran away from me. 
without me seeing. So about that time I was talking to him and his wife, something started running towards us in the woods. And <laughs> the guy goes, oh, fuck this. And he just like picks his wife up off the ground and makes her run into the house. He's like, I'm grabbing my gun. So they go in the house and slam the door. I go uh, to where the crashing's happening, like getting closer. And as soon as I enter the woods where it's literally maybe 10, 15 yards from me, it stops. Don't hear anything. No animals. Like it is like deadly quiet. And like um, I just felt something. Like it was strange. So yeah, that was that was pretty weird. What a great story. Is that the, is that the only one? No. No. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you waited a week for well, I don't that. I won't tell another one if you don't want me to. God. I, just kidding, buddy. I'd like to rebuttal with a story I dealt with, which is not Halloween related, but it's a fun one. And it's a, a naked guy showed up on my porch at three in the morning one time. Hey man, don't tell that story about me. What the fuck? What? That was you? That makes sense. But yeah, that's that's all I got. Uh <laughs> well, um, you want me to tell you another one? No, not yet. Uh, okay. Uh, tra- <laughs> you can if you really want, but I was going to jump into a place. You know what? I like your idea. Trey, you are chomping at the bits to tell us about a spooky place in the world. Spooky. What you got? Okay. My place was the Great Dismal Swamp. Shrek does not live there. Maybe he does. I don't know. So, it's a, it's a swamp. So it's human and it's damp. You know, it's nasty. It's very uh, like crowded like woods, and there's it's very nasty. It's hard to get into. Uh, one of the one of a European settler who arrived in the colonial colonial era said it was a miserable morass mor- morass I don't know where nothing can inhabit. It was one, it once covered more than one million acres in Virginia and North Carolina, and now it only covers a tenth of that. Little fun fact for you. Uh, it was the home of in, the indigenous and African American communities. And shout it, out to Micah. Shout out to the boy. Jesus. Uh, yeah, I don't, that's a little harsh. I don't know if you can say that. Okay, tell hit the line. You can't say that. Uh, <laughs> it once served as a trade center for Native nations of the region, and then when slavery became, you know, a, a thing, you know, you know what I'm saying. Uh, and the reason this, they uh. This form of economy, th- this form of economy, thrived because of the rich natural resources in the area. Also, uh, the enslaved were actually forced to dig the entirety of the Dismal Swamp Canal to facilitate trades. Like I said, the trade is going on, and uh, the Dismal Swamp Canal Company, one of its investors, earliest investors, fun fact here, was George Washington. Hmm. Our very first president of the United States of America. Is this a good man to you? I mean, yeah, he had wood teeth. That's pretty cool. Uh, it also served as a refuge for the people who had fled enslavement. Uh, it worked. It was working in. An, uh, they were working in an underground economy made possible by the Native Americans, free people of color, and the enslaved African Americans and sympathetic Europeans. Uh, it was. One of the only known underbased, uh, water-based spot stops on the Underground Railroad. Sorry, my handwriting's sloppy, so I'm trying to read it, and I can't read my own handwriting. <laughs> That's rough, dude. Dude, I have awful handwriting. It's awful. Why don't you just put it like on your phone? Honestly, I didn't think of that. It's <laughs> <laughs> a- not 2022. <laughs> That's a great idea, Tyler. And for the next episode, I will do just that. Good man. Good man. Uh... What was that? Sorry. Uh, the enslaved African Americans fleeing to safety would use this swamp as a temporary hiding place before traveling northward by boat to freedom. So that's kind of a little history about it. It was used for the Underground Railroad and slaves used it to escape through their freedom. So that's how it started? That's kind of how it started. Nice. Right? Cool. Uh, some of the hauntings that occur there, you have, you have the typical you know, orbs floating around. And things like that, lights, you know, things like that. Uh, also, one of the strange things that I read about, which this is this is kind of confused, like this was weird to me. They said that hunters have uh, told stories 
of shooting a bear or a deer only to find that the body had vanished with no trace of blood when they go to like go get it. So that's that's crazy. Is it not crazy you got? I thought that was wild. a shock. I thought that was a shocking thing. That Ima- is imagine weird. shooting a deer and then you're like, okay, I'll go get it, and all of a sudden it's just gone and there's no blood and all of that. I mean, Shane, you're you're a hunter. I mean, it happens. That happens. Yeah, bad shot, man. With no blood. Yeah, it happens. Like if you miss. I mean, you can hit them and still no. have blood. It happens. I, I think you're dealing with a ghost deer. No. What do we choose? What do we uh, cover our topic on? Wendigo. Oh, I think Shane's been dealing with a Wendigo. The Wendigos yeah. are known to be around here. Implying that he shot a Wendigo, or that a Wendigo stole the deer. Wendigo stole the deer. Wild. So how would you not hear the Wendigo steal the deer? They're sneaky. Hmm. <laughs> what do you want from us? I don't know. I feel like you're dumb. Okay. <laughs> People also report of the fa- uh, phantom figures in the woods. Uh, and some are dressed in the colonial era clothing, like I mentioned before. Hot. Hot? Is that what you said? Yeah. Hot. Be showing those ankles don't, too much. Just watch them, boy. He can get it. You know he's good. Him and his fake teeth and lack of hair. Yeah. The, well, you see the fake teeth? No, I got all gums. Uh. One legend of the swamp is that it's a tr- there's a traveling graveyard that cannot be found when looking for it. That's you go in there, you can't find it. But it pe- uh, pe- only appears uh, to warn someone that they've lost their way in the swamp. So you can't find it if you go in the swamp. But if you get lost, this traveling gr- graveyard will all of a sudden appear. Like, oh, hey, go this way, I guess. Oh, that's that's actually right. cool. Yeah. So it's a little. It's a little. You're gonna nice. see me if you don't go this way. Yeah, it's You're a little. Die. <laughs> it's a little not. I thought that was nice. Uh, in this swamp is a lake, Lake Drummond, uh, which stretches five miles through the swamp. Uh, and this is the most like famous story throughout the swamp that I saw. Uh, the story is that a pair of American Indian lovers who are pledged to be married, but the bride to be died on the morning of her wedding day. Uh, the woman was buried in the actual swamp and, uh, the husband was driven by grief, so uh, the husband became convinced that he could still see the wife to be paddling throughout the swamp in a white canoe. He could like see her ghost and see her paddling through canoe. So he was he built a homemade uh, raft and he followed the vision out and onto the lake, but drowned trying to reach her. Uh. And now the story is that if you're in that swamp, you can still see the husband and the wife-to-be paddling in a white canoe throughout the swamp, but then they just vanish and they disappear. Is it like a public area? Like anybody can just walk up to it? Uh, no. It's a swamp. Most people can just walk up to a swamp, though. Yeah, but it's like a... It's like a is I mean, it like a private property? Or is it owned by anybody? Not a clue. Did okay. not do that deep of research. Okay. <laughs> so if anybody's listening wants to know that question, uh, I mean, do the work yourself. You know what I'm saying? That was your job. That was your one job. Didn't do it. <clears throat> yes, Paul. So, um, what area? You said this was in North Carolina, correct? It's on the edge of North Carolina, Virginia. Uh, okay. Like easy. so. Draper. Do you know what county? No, I do not. Wow, you're. It a said on. Well, I would like to preference this by saying at the start of this podcast, before we started recording, I said, hey, don't ask me any questions because I'm probably not going to know the answer to them. Anyway, (sighs) that's some of the hauntings and the story of the Great Dismal Swamp. My sources are NorthCarolinaGhost.com and Wilderness.org. It's between... uh... It's southeastern Virginia and northeastern Carolina, between Norfolk, Virginia, and Elizabeth City, North Carolina. It it didn't take that long at all to look that up. You need to. True. Yeah, well, I didn't do it. I did about 11 o'clock last night. Didn't feel like looking it up, so deal with it. Fair enough. Hey, Paul, you got another cop story? Um, yeah. Um, this, uh, this is actually, this is a short and sweet one. You know what? I'm not going to tell the weird one yet. But the, this was a short and sweet one. It was pretty creepy. So I get a call about this old lady. She said somebody was in her house. Well, she's actually not old. She was like 50-something. That's old. So that old. My mom's older than that. She old. Dang. Mm. Anyways, um, 
I got there. She was waiting for me. She said, somebody's down in the basement. I'm walking through the living room to go down to the stairwell to go in the basement. And I look over on the couch, and there's like fucking, what, oh, fuck, what are those those dolls called? Dolls? Those what? Raggedy like Ann? No, it's like a... Porcelain doll. Porcelain doll. Thank you, Trey. You the I, man. I just made up for not knowing the answer to your question earlier. True. For, for those of you that don't know what a porcelain doll is, it's like the Annabelle doll in the film. Yeah, in the film. Not the actual Annabelle doll, but yeah, in the yeah, film. Yeah, that's a raggedy Ann, brother. Yeah, so um, I saw it sitting there. I was like, that's weird, because it was sitting in the fucking... It was like sitting in the middle of the couch. There was nothing watching a movie. No, no pillows on the couch. Just the doll. I was like, oh, yeah. Like you ever like you ever walk around? Yeah. <laughs> like you ever like walk around and you feel like something's watching you all the time? I feel like all the time. I feel like that damn doll was like watching me everywhere I walked. You saw a fine piece of man meat. Yeah, thanks, man. I feel that way at work whenever I like catch you out of the corner of my eye staring at me. It's true. Mm, he's the only one. So I walk. I walk downstairs. Nothing was downstairs, right? Everything was fine. And then I started walking out, and there's this table that was near the stairwell that had a toolbox sitting on it. A little, a little, little crate <laughs> with tools inside of it. So when I was getting ready to walk up, the, the crate actually flew off the table and then, like, hit me in the side. And... I mean, I was standing maybe 10 feet from the actual table. So I was like, I was like, oh, shit. And I was like kind of just talking to myself a little bit. Like, what am I going to do? What was the call for? It was like this lady just thought she heard something down into the basement. Okay. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. It was a giant muscular rat, wasn't it? I don't know. I didn't see it. but So I was like walking around, and then I heard something walking into the back room. Which I was already back there, so I walked back into the back room. Nothing was there. And then the same box that was laying on the ground flew across the floor and then hit me in the foot when I was trying to go towards the stairs again. So I was like, you know what? Shit ain't here. I can control. So I walked back up the steps. Told the lady, she was like, was anything down there? And I'm like... Ghoul. No, you're good. She's like, something's going on. I was like, yeah. And she smiled at me. I was like, yeah, well, you have yourself a good night. So she walked me back into the living room. Oh, I was going to say, I think that was a witch. And she was trying to trap you in her basement. Uh, she might. That little smile she gave She's you. She's trying she to wore. seduce you. Well, yeah. This oh, is yeah. the weird part. That was my next question. That wasn't even the weird part. Oh, mm-hmm. I walk back through the living room to go out to the front door, and there's like 10 total fucking dolls sitting on the couch. That's her friend's dog. That yeah. you, you were going to be a porcelain doll. Dude, like... If you went downstairs, you're, she was going to make you a porcelain doll. You right. did go downstairs. Uh, what time, like, what t- when was this? What time of, like, the year... Oh, this is like back in, I, I just started, so it was like 2019, end of the year. Now what, like what month? No, it was actually 2020, yeah, it was 2019, it was like beginning of the year, it was probably between February to April, something like that. Okay, it was I'll, still, it was still cool outside. Okay, well the reason I asked that, cause I was like, maybe it's towards Halloween, she's trying to put a little spookiness on you. No, she she seemed to be like she was kind of like out there because she How was, was this like I was walking downstairs. She was talking to herself when I was she was in her fifties, oh. but like I was walking downstairs and I could hear her upstairs talking to herself. So it was a little weird. She's talking to the dolls, bro. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I left and I was like, I called my sergeant. I was like, Hey, yo, this shit kind of greedy. He's like, yeah, fuck that, get out of there. I was like, <laughs> okay, it's pretty, pretty wacky. Yeah. We waited a week for this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll be over here if you need me. <laughs> um, uh, so much anticipation. Yeah, so much anticipation. He wouldn't right. tell us. This old lady had dolls. <laughs> of course, the dolls are. I got hit with a crate. I got hit with a. Oh, you said crate? 
I was I I'm gonna be honest. Like halfway through that story, I blanked out. Was not listening. That's so rude. I'm I listened to the whole thing. I listened to the whole thing. I didn't. There's a crate, a muscular rat. I'm pretending there was muscular. There was rat. a muscular rat. Yeah. I, I'm being honest. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, Paul. I listened. To I'm sorry, Paul. Love you, buddy. So, Paul, do you want to tell us about your scary place next, or you want me to go next? Sure, I'll talk about it. If uh, some people in here would listen. So this is about the. Yes, Jerry. Nah, fucking dip. <laughs> so this is uh, going to be about the Velisca Axe Murder House. Um, this happened in Velisca, Iowa. This was it was an old white house. Um, now you can find the front of the door with a. It's boarded up and it has Velisca Murder House. Velisca. Axe murder house. My apologies. On June 10th, 1912, the Moore family was sleeping. Um, Joe and Sarah Moore were asleep upstairs. They had four children. They were down the hall in the bedroom. They were asleep, and they had two friends over the Stillinger sisters. Shortly after midnight, a man walked up and entered the house and murdered the parents and then murdered all the children um the neighbor found all the um deceased people in the house they were blunged to death to where joe was hitting the uh he was cut with an axe more than 30 times um actually a little fun fact the killer actually did rituals where he took sheets and covered the faces and mirrors in all the house. And this motherfucker had the audacity to cook a fucking meal after he murdered the whole family. That's some like BTK shit. Like that's some whack shit. Well, murdering a family will work you up an appetite. Do you know? Or like... Yeah. Finish your story, Paul. Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um... So yeah, the, I mean there was a there was a whole lot of things going on. If you're really interested in the story, I suggest you go look at look at it. Um, I really enjoyed kind of reading up on it. It was pretty interesting. Um, so some of the experiences. So there was a uh, a uh, what do you call those? Paranormal investigator. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, a Mr. Parker Anderson on October 29th of 2020. Um, he had booked him and five other, like, co-workers, pretty much, or five friends to stay in for uh, one night. Um, they heard some things walking around. A thud happened. Um, they, Mr. Anderson woke up at 4.30 in the morning and he had, uh, felt a burning sensation on his shoulder and he had three scratch marks. Which, you know, what that means. A kinky night? Uh, close enough. What's that mean? So, uh, three is the mark of the Trinity, which is what the people believe that the demons and like entities do. They will mark somebody as a mark of the Trinity, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Why would demons do that? Shit, I don't know. I ain't gonna ask them. What, what sense does that make? No. A shout out to all those that are like uber religious and really into like uh, poltergeist and exorcism and stuff. Why the fuck do demons have to abide by the rules of God? If they betrayed God, what's the what's the point? Okay, so sorry, right, Eddie, touched a nerve there. I wasn't angry. I was just like, I need to know. Strike to the right, God. Okay. What are the rules? Okay, well, I've got I got a couple more experiences up there. They've got a lot of like um, stuff that has actually been documented. Several investigators have actually went out there and experienced stuff. Um, on November seventh, two thousand and fourteen, <laughs> a paranormal investigator by the name of Robert Lorne, and he had a team of investigators with him. They stayed the night. Um, there, and the man, Mr. Lauren, was actually carrying a knife with him, um, 
inside the house while they were sleeping. So he actually went inside the one of the rooms by himself to sleep that night. You said the private investigator was holding a knife? Yeah, he, he kept the knife on him. He just had a knife on oh, him. Oh, a pocket knife. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because um, you're actually not allowed to have weapons inside the house uh, pertaining to this incident that happened. So um, he actually had uh, woke up and he had actually stabbed himself. Sweet. Yeah, crazy, huh? So, um, yeah, so he had, his wounds were so bad and severe that he was actually air-carried to the house. I mean, to the hospital, to the house. <laughs> At least get to the hospital. We're going to take you back they, home, buddy. They picked him up and sent him right back down to the house. Yeah. So that, like, they had to take him to the hospital. This happened about 1245. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Apologize. Um, they also. I guess so, just put his balls in your mouth. I don't know, dude. It was large. Casper? So they actually had um, the same night objects were flown around the house hit a couple of them uh they could hear children speaking on camera and recording devices uh they take them to specialists it was proven not to be faked thank <coughs> you right over there yeah. right, jesus it took you up a little bit yeah he went a some water far. yeah might have to have some water here so um doing a water break a little water break. Yeah. Uh, this water break is brought to you by our Instagram at Boys Down the Road at Boys Down the Road. Please follow us and uh, rate us on Spotify. You know, follow us on there as well. We'd appreciate you. My Back boy, to your regular schedule program. My boy Tyler coming in clutch. So um, there was actually an owner of the house had owned it before they turned it into like a well-known place. He was there and. He actually started, like, sharpening knives for no reason whatsoever. And he came obsessed with it. He started hearing voices, and he actually stabbed himself as well. So he sold the house immediately. Wow. Why are all these people stabbing themselves? I don't know. Is a ghost of the family making them stab themselves? I mean, he did stab. The huh? killer did. Yeah, but so is the ghost of the killer there? I don't know. Does so, but my thing is, so the family got stabbed, but for some reason, the uh, so the family got stabbed and the ghost of the family is in the house, but the the paranormal investigators are getting stabbed like it's the killer in the house, but the killer's not. Why would the killer ghost be in the house? That doesn't make any sense. What is happening in here? That's a great question. Wow, like. Um, so, the, so all these people just basically buy this house and get stabbed by the same, or like get embodied by a demon and stab themselves. I'm confused yeah, on yeah, this. Yeah, I don't understand. Had it happened so. in Iowa? What, what town was that he said? I know we're trying not to like address the elephant or Paul just escaped, so we're going to talk shit about Paul for like three seconds. Um, no. Oh, what? I like Paul. And Paul's great. Yeah, I don't like you. What? I don't like any of you guys. Paul, are you alive? Are you alive? <laughs> you can answer. Barely. Okay. Okay. Sorry about that. We, we were trying to like not address it, but I think it's funnier to address the fact that you just walked out and died in there. Yeah, just walked out. You just moved my whole mic. Well, I did not want to uh, cough in everybody's ear, to be honest. No, nah, that's very that's polite. Some people should take advice from you. Yeah, asshole. <laughs> So, um, last thing, talk about what happened at the uh, Axe Murder House. A, um, it was a group of investigators called Ghost Adventures. I know a lot of people have heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, they do everything. Yeah. They went there. Uh, they actually had a recording. It was sent in to specialists to see if it was proven to be faked or actual. It was proven to be actual, according to some sources. Um had recordings that said I killed six kids. Very specific. Well, it is because it murdered four of the family's children and then two of the people that was there, two kids that was there sleeping over. Okay. But my thing is, so this is at the house, correct? Yes. They're, this, they're staying at the house. Yes. Why would the ghost 
of the killer be stuck in the house. He didn't die in the house. Yeah, but he's but he's attached to the house now because I mean he done an evil deed there, so it's known to happen. Okay, I'll take your word for it. Uh, oftentimes, people whenever they find something that they're really attached to is where they end up haunting. Uh, a lot of people think Richard Ramirez haunts um, what's the hotel in California? Cecil Hotel. hotel. And a lot of people think that, and he didn't die there. I mean, he died in prison, very painfully, to like cancer or some shit. So like, yeah. So um, they actually, I mean, it's like every other one. They caught on camera, dorm slamming, uh, footsteps, walking up and down the hallway. One of the most interesting things that happened that I thought was oh pretty cool, they actually had a recording of um, somebody saying they had a device that it goes through like channels of the radio. Yeah. And it said, uh, who's here with us? And the actual recording device said Andy. Andy was actually one of the uh, suspected killers from the murders. Interesting. Yeah, so... So this man just snitched on himself in the afterlife? Yep. So one of the things that they had happen, too, was they seen a dark form um, walking down the hallway, too. So... Yeah, that's just a few of many incidents that I I was finding, and I thought it was pretty interesting. So that is pretty, that that whole story is actually pretty wild because like there's like a bunch of different suspects, and kind of, I listened to a different podcast about it, and they were talking about like there's like three or four different suspect suspects, and like they're all like pretty good candidates of it. So it's very like mysterious. That's like there's like three or four different people who are like could be the killer, and I I think one of the suspects was like some preacher, and. uh I don't remember the exact thing, but it's like the cops were like talking to him, and like in some way or form, he like all like he, he put himself in the crime scene, like asked him questions, and like he answered like he was in the crime scene, and they were like, "Well, how would you know that?" And played yourself. He played himself, but then also like there's like three other suspects that are liable. You know that could be. Yeah, they had one that um, admitted to all the murders, but then recanted his story, and they couldn't charge him with it. Yeah. Well, that's interesting, Paul. The uh, the axe murders are always very interesting to hear about. I've I've heard several different podcasts like Trey has, so that's cool to hear your takes. But I think my take on it was probably the best. One. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I agree. Oh yeah, that, for sure. That big man, beautiful that's voice. You was. Hey Shane, do you have any cop stories? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You didn't like Tyler, that. Tyler, do you have any ghost stories? Have you have you seen anything or me? Um, cop story? Why would I have a cop story? I don't know your life. That was no. Um, Mom, uh, Paul, do you have any more cop stories? Uh, sure. I'll tell one more. Um, so, uh, I get a call of somebody that broke and entered into a trailer and nobody was living there at the time. Um, so I get there. There's no power to the house, nothing. They send, they see the light. There's no power in there. Um, go in and there's... Obviously, just it's been spit it out vacant for so long. <laughs> that, okay. To today, Junior. This is why I want to hear cop story. I don't want to hear my cop story. Okay. So uh, I went through the house, cleared it. Um, they said somebody was in the house while I was walking through it, but there was nobody there. Uh, didn't see anything. Then I seen a uh, closet door that was over off the side behind the main door to the house and I walked in and uh, opened the door well tried to and the door actually slammed in my face and I was like who did it hit your face or yeah like it slammed in my face and I actually hit you okay yeah so I thought somebody was in there so I kicked the door in you know I was like hey man show me your hand but you know is that your cop voice no yeah. Okay. Hey man, show me your hands. <laughs> yeah, same. So, uh, I, I I look inside it, and it's like you can I couldn't even fit into the closet. No human except for maybe a small child. Micah. Uh, well, <laughs> you know. Well, once again, please say your prayers for Micah and his family. Uh, hopefully, he'll be back next time we're here on the podcast. Um. So, I bet Micah's got a bunch of cop stories. That's racist. That's my boy. That doesn't <laughs> mean anything. But what, what makes him racist? You never say anything about race. 
Exactly. You brought the race. We knew. But You're we racist. Know. We know. I'm not. Oh my God. You're the racist, but racist one here. <laughs> All right, anyways. Wow, thanks, Trey. <laughs> so, um, we, I, I was sitting there and looking in there, I was like, man, something weird. And then, so this is like midsummer, right? So it's very humid outside, and it got fucking cold in that house. I don't know how to explain it, but it was freezing. I mean, I was getting goosebumps because I was getting cold chills, and it was weird. I was getting goosebumps because I was getting cold chills. Okay. You know what, Trey? You're being a little bitch today. (laughs) Sorry, do you have any cop stories? I didn't think so. So, uh, I tried to uh, close the door. When it did, the door got ripped from my hands, and I was like, you know what? I'm sick of this shit. So, I started to walk out the house, and uh, I swear to God, or swear to whatever you believe in, that I heard something behind me just just tell me to get out. So I was like, "Yes, sir." Yeah, I was like, "Well, my dumbass was like, what?" So I was like, I started walking towards the house, and the front door slammed in my face. So, like, I opened the door, and I heard "get out" again. I was like, you know what? This ain't a bad idea after all. So I closed the door and left. I get to see Paul turning around and be like, the fuck you think you're talking to? Yeah, I'm the cop. You get out. He'll walk back in there. Oh, shit. Never mind. My bad, dog. I ain't gonna lie, man. Like, when he said that shit, I was like, you know what? Who's the he? Who do you think you're talking to? Hey, you know, it went like a deep-voiced lady. <laughs> well, I mean, um, uh, I can't exactly for that. Yeah. yeah. But when I walked in that house and it said it and it was like it was like right in my ear again, I was like, I ain't, I ain't doing this shit. Fucking want. Gotcha. You want to hear a ghost story from me? No, not really. No. Anyways. But so I went back and talked to the family that owned the house. They live next to it, and they, uh, I talked to them. Said nothing was over there. It was like there was something in there with you because we saw you with your flashlight and somebody was walking behind you. I was like, you lie. But they was like, no, they was telling that it was actually happening. So Mind you whisper at him. Yeah. I didn't. Did I you, was, uh. I wasn't actually whispering at him. Like, uh, what time was that when that happened? Uh, it was probably about, I don't know, 3 o'clock in the morning. Okay. Oh, my God. That's witching hour. That was a witch. Man, yeah, okay. That was a ghost. <sighs> that, you, oh, you don't believe in it? <laughs> I, I don't know what I, do you know how many times I've woke up in the middle of the night and it'd be like 3.15 in the morning I do this all the time yeah. That's all and I it is the that. like every time I, every time I wake up I think like there's a ghost waking me up like why am I waking up at this specific there was one time in a week I woke up at the same time every single day of the week and I was like it's a ghost have y'all ever heard of the old hag yes your sister woke up and the old hag came out of the closet and it like gives you oh, sleep yeah. paralysis where you can't move that happened to your sister one yeah. time I've only had sleep paralysis once, and I, it was creepy because I like a top-hatted, dark figure was in a corner. I thought, I've never had sleep paralysis. I hope I never do, but I thought you were going to call his sister an old hag, and I was like, Oh, no, I'm that's my wife. I'm that's not, why. I was like, well, Shane, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> <laughs> like, I thought that was just going to be If she dumb. was, she'd be my old hag, you know what I'm saying? I respect that, brother. Yeah, sleep paralysis is like one of the most terrifying things. It happened to me once, like I said, and like you're just frozen, like you cannot move. Yeah, but imagine that, and a really creepy old lady coming out of the closet at you. That sounds really bad. But waking up with cramps, like oh, on dude. your leg all night, I, all night last I, night. Me too, dude. What's going on? Above the knee, they're like, dude. Mine was like my calves, and then I did have some above the knee, but like, yeah, all the time, what man. What's happening? Are we uh, okay? What are we talking about? So you had one in your calf. I had one in my yeah, calf. Yeah, I had one above the knee. Yeah, you ever have like so bad in back your calf, in the thigh? Your foot just goes straight forward. Yeah. Yep. Bro, I'm telling you're you. You're trying to like stretch it. Oh my muscle. god! Like I thought I broke my whole fucking leg one time. I woke my wife up. It was like it was actually like three fifteen. Go old head. Her up. Yeah. Uh, fun fact: If you ever want to get rid of a, like a leg cramp in the middle of the night uh, or at all, just uh, put pressure on it immediately. As much pressure as you can. Does it work? I disagree. Yeah, you've got to. You've got to eat a banana or a spoonful of mustard. mustard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Happy Halloween. Let's talk about cramps. <laughs> What are we talking about? I'm sorry, about? you want to share your cramp story? Jesus Christ. No, I don't because it's Probably irrelevant. involves PMS. Anyways. Uh, so I'm going to tell you guys about uh, a little place in Philly called the Eastern State Penitentiary. 
I've actually been there. It's a really cool place if you ever get a chance to go. It's really interesting. I feel like we should get together as a group of boys down the road and go to the that place. Because I've always wanted to go. I got some family we could stay with. Up in Philly? Really? In Pennsylvania. Dude, uh, honestly, Probably Philly. Like a, it's an hour drive, probably. Dude, Philly's so cool anyways. Like, I've, oh, yeah. The last time I went, like, I've never I loved been. it. Dude. I've never been. I've always wanted to. We could stay for free. Philly's one of the coolest places. They got see enough. A lot to, of, see a lot of Amish people. They got enough place to yep. room all of us? Yep. Fuck yeah, let's go. Whatever. We'll take a weekend. Uh, probably when it's a little bit warmer. It's going to be cold as fuck right now. Pussies. That's the best time of the year to go, dude. It's beautiful. Well, I got to go to New York in December because I'm a, I'm a genius. That's my honeymoon. And uh, it's going to be cold as fuck. Yeah, Anyways, uh, Eastern State Penitentiary is really cool. Um, and we should go, 100%. Uh, I'm going to tell you guys uh, just a few handful of facts. Um, it opened its doors on October 25th in 1829. And it took in its first inmate, Charles Williams. Prisoner number one. The description that they specifically give is burglar, light black skin, five feet seven inches tall. His foot was eleven inches. Scar on his nose, scar on his thigh, a broad mouth, black eyes, farmer by trade, and can read. I thought it was into like just the little things that they counted as important was really interesting. I don't know what black eyes are, but yeah, that's a black eye gives. That's so weird. Um, his theft included a one twenty dollar watch, one three dollar gold seal, and one a gold key. Don't know why that it just said, it didn't say one gold key. Are we playing Red Dead Redemption? <laughs> That's what it feels like, right? Uh, he was sentenced to two years confinement with labor and received by Samuel R. Wood, the first warden of Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, in nineteen twenty nine, uh. And to 1930, the Chicago gangster Al Capone spends eight months at East State Penitentiary. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. His, uh, his cell is hard to get to. He had, like, a private little cell. Uh, they don't let you go to it, I don't believe. It's been a while since I've been. But he, he, had, he had the works, man. He got to do whatever he wanted. He got privacy. You know, he paid everybody off. If you don't know who Al Capone is, he is the... A prototype for a gangster. Like, he is the OG of gangsters. Like, isn't the Godfather based on him, if I'm not mistaken? I'm pretty sure he is. Everybody is. Every time you go, uh, here, see? That's Al Capone, baby. Every time. But Al Capone's a really interesting person. Maybe one day we'll talk about him. That's wild, dude. I never knew that. Uh, An article in the Philadelphia Public Ledger, August 20th, 1929, describes Capone's cell. The whole room was suffused in the glow of a desk lamp which stood on a polished desk. On the once grim walls of the penal chamber hung tasteful paintings, and the strains of a waltz were being admitted by a powerful cabinet radio receiver of handsome design and fine finish. He had it made. He really did. Another thing I remember about uh, Eastern State that I saw myself, I didn't see a lot on, uh, a lot of the inmates would paint. That's like what they did. They'd paint the walls. like, And they had a bunch of murals in there that still hold up through the test of time. Though the penitentiary itself is falling apart nowadays, and they're trying to restore as much as possible, as easily as possible, it's a, it's a work in progress. So can we tour it? <laughs> yeah, 100%. I wasn't sure. No, you can't. Uh, they don't. So a lot of the... Cause I, mean, I got some bolt cutters if you know, you gotta go through a fence, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> a lot of the, the more haunted places, they don't normally allow tours because it is the most popular places, and they're normally not the first floor, so a lot of the floors are decaying, and they don't want anybody to get hurt. But I believe uh, Ghost Adventures went there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not mistaken. Yes. Um, so the actual place where Ghost Adventures went was off limits when we went there. But um, uh, some of the tour guides and guests experienced some supernatural activity. Uh, this is all from their actual website, the Eastern State Penitentiary. Um, when the aging prison opened for tours, people couldn't stay away. Uh, thousands of people explore it every year. And it is one of the most infamous tour sites in all of Pennsylvania. Much less in America. It's the top ten most haunted places in America. A guest claimed to get a glimpse of a man standing in a guard tower on the property. However, there's no possible way to get to the top of the uh, guard tower because there's no stairs. They crumbled away years ago. Uh, other employees and tourists can hear whispering, giggling, and even weeping while exploring the property. When they investigate the noises or where they're coming from, they can never find the source. I've heard they've had... Like a lot of injuries there from people that was breaking in and trying to 
you know, do their own little seance stuff or cause or try to rile up, per se, the mm-hmm. spirits. One of the things I find very interesting about Eastern State is you can just walk around. There's not like, there's a guided tour, and they but then they let you loose. Um, can we stay the night? I don't know if they allow I think on Halloween they do. They allow that. There's a, so if you go on their website, there's Halloween nights tours. I don't know what that is. We can definitely stay the night. That would be very fun. Stay the night. I'm not staying the night in a haunted prison, dude. That's not happening. It's also going to You guys stay the night. I'll stay in a hotel like close to by and meet you guys there because that's not happening. We got a cop, man. He is. He got scared by the haunting, too. He ran away from it. No, I nice. didn't run away from it. You can't do anything about it. Useless. But, uh, like, can you, like, bring up a Ouija board like that there, too? Or is it kind of like, like what's, the, what's the limits? I mean, I'm sure you can bring one, but, I mean, I'm sure that people are going to be like, that's a bad idea, buddy. I, mean, I want to bring, like, a Ouija board and, like, one of those EMP things. But you're not going to stay the night. Oh, I, yeah. No, no, no. I, I think I, I'm going to be so, able to talk you out of wanting to do both of those things. So you're just going to be, like, the pack view and bring it all for us? That's, no, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it. Nickelodeon. Anyway. We're going to get canceled. <laughs> Nickelodeon's yeah. going to sue us. No, but well, like, it would be fun to bring stuff, you know, do all the like the investigation stuff, but then I'm leaving. I don't want to... Are you sleeping in a sleeping bag? I'm Sun bougie. setting. I'm out. What, what, I'm I thought Micah wasn't here today. Yeah, I'm bougie. Too. I need a nice I need a nice bed, some nice sheets, you know, somebody rub my feet, put a little cucumbers on my eyes. Anyways... Um, over the years, they continued to build upon the, the actual prison. It became one of the uh, biggest prisons in the United States. And if you ever see it, it is it is a clusterfuck, man. There's a lot of buildings on that property. And to the point to where, like, they were like, we got to tear some of these down because this is getting ridiculous. But it's really interesting to see. Uh, another uh, sighting is the, uh, the apparition of a mysterious woman is spotted so often that the employees have named her the Soap Lady. She sits in the last cell on the second floor wearing white. Second floor has held the woman uh, held the woman's cell block when the prisoner was op- when the prison was operational. Uh, they used to have women in there as well. They they stopped pretty early on, but they had a it was code gender. Yeah, because it was not working out as well as they thought. I mean, yeah, they're gonna fuck. I mean, that's, yeah. the, that's the deal. Uh, but the second floor is normally off limits because it is so uh, the floor is so rotted. But if you get some special treatment or if they're open that week because they restore it so often. Um, it's possible. It's possible to go up there. Um, but the thing that I think is going to convince everybody not to want to go, uh, I want to put out into the world, Al Capone is a dangerous motherfucker. A lot of people, he ordered a lot of people to do some shit, but he didn't get there by being passive. He, he killed a lot of people. He's a scary man. Oh, yeah. I bet I could take him. Okay. Um... Yeah, you wouldn't. Okay. Uh, the Chicago gangster Al Capone spent eight months locked up in the Eastern State Penitentiary. The spirits of the prison were powerful enough to even terrify him. Uh, Capone's criminal network made his accommodations at the Eastern State Penitentiary uh, lu- uh, luxurious. His cell could have been mistaken for a cozy living room complete with oil paintings and fine furniture. He was living like a king. But at night, he was always scared. Um, by the way, for all you Al Capone folk, that was Trey that said that. We have no affiliation with him at all. So y'all come to him, murder him, feed him to the fishies, whatever. The fishies, that was, yeah. was not us. We have no idea what you're talking about. I've never said a thing. If Al Capone's cool, yeah. uh, we're yeah. cool. I like Al Capone. If some gangster walks up there and said, I'm going to feed you to the fishies, I'm like, okay, yeah, keep it walking. Keep them a piece of He's gonna says a guy that won't stay the night in a fucking haunted place. They're ghosts. He's all talk, no action. Yeah, yeah, looked at me, look me yesterday and said, I don't want to get hit. <laughs> well, yeah. Can you see your story, loser? Okay. Uh, the crime boss let out a blood-curling scream in the darkness, begging for someone named Jimmy to leave him alone. Many people believe that Jimmy may have been the spirit of Jimmy Clark, one of the men killed by Capone's executive orders in the St. Valentine's Massacre. Even when Capone was released from Eastern State Penitentiary, the entity continued to torment Capone. Out of desperation, Capone even hired a medium, but that didn't even seem to work. Eventually, he lost his mind and ended up in a mental institution for the rest of his life. Holy shit. <laughs> that's actually pretty cool. Uh, I'm just saying, Capone was scared of this place. And that's really interesting. When I went, um, we went to Death Row. 
and it was me and this uh, other person. It was with a, a college trip, and we called out to the most notorious person that was on death row. I don't remember their name off the top of my head, but we reached out to them, and I never got a response. Now, did you, like, when you went, did you, did it feel weird? Did it, did it seem like, like, did it seem like, at, like, you felt like it, you knew that was a bad place? So, there's an, so it's weird, because when it's a guided tour, it's hard for me to, because I do, I, I do get vibes and feelings and auras, like I do, whenever I go to some place that is considered haunted. Um, and I, you know, I try my best to open myself up to that when there, but when it's a guided tour, it's, it's a little hard. harder. Because, yeah. and it's also like, 40 of us like we're all walking around we're all goofing we're joking um if i can find the picture of um myself walking through it i'll add that to the instagram post i think it's on my instagram but we'll see uh but it's a really interesting place there's definitely like the sense of wow but there's also at the end it talks about uh the prison systems like it's a whole like educational thing about how our prison systems fail which they're terrible i mean our prison systems don't work at all, because we don't rehabilitate, we just punish, and when we release them back into the world, that's all they know is punishment, so. Uh, that, the idea is that it, it's to help teach, but also show you the history of our place, so, and cool ghost shit, so. But yeah, maybe we can take a little trip, and then uh, maybe while we're there, we can record a podcast, you know. That'd be awesome. That would be sweet. Inside the place. Would be really cool. I got a generator. That would be fun. Oh. They have power there. Let's do it. I'll do it. Yeah, and only in certain uh, cell blocks. But uh, I like I think death row. I wasn't sure what you said it was like mainly stored. You know. Yeah, uh, I, I'm not positive of all the places because they have offices on the site, so that way the people that work there can like go into their office and do whatever. Because there are people on site all the time. But I don't know. Maybe what, we can definitely go. What, like two a.m. Uh, if they if they will let us stay the night, that sounds terrifying. And I'm we only need to bring three mics though, so. Yeah. Yeah, I'll be here. I'll be supporting the boys down the road. road. (laughs) It's like the guy in the van outside. It's like, your audio sounds great, guys. Also, I want to bring up, if Al Capone is afraid of this place, I think it's okay if I'm afraid of this place. Well, aren't you you better than Al Capone? Is that what you said like two minutes ago? Yeah. I have no recollection of that. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately realized where he fucked up. But yeah, um, uh, I I guess the, the next most illogical thing is to ask people, you guys, do you believe in ghosts, Paul? Bruh, I can't. I can't deny that I've seen, experienced stuff that that's not normal. So, I, I I believe in an evil and supernatural. So, me too. Yes. You can't just piggyback. I need like you to. Bruh, me too. For sure, seen some shit. Stuff you can't unsee, stuff yeah. you can't, you know, it's not even words can express, you know. Like when I was nine, I was laying in the bed, and my bedroom door was cracked, like just a hair. First mistake, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, pitch black. And I remember, like, this fucking shattery fucking figure thing, like, go up my wall, through the crack of the door, up the wall, onto the ceiling. And I just, like, buried myself in a blanket. And I just fell asleep. Like, sometimes, like, I don't know how long I lay there and shook. Like scared to death, but I feel like I'll sleep later. At that age, man, you can see more things than an adult can. It's it was known. a lot of shit. It's so known for children to be able to see things like that. Hundred percent. Trey. Yeah, I believe in I believe in ghosts. Uh, like to tell your story, I, like I, one time this is a I was in a strange. I was peeing. Okay, so I was like I was peeing in the bathroom. <laughs> it's very weird, I know, but I was peeing in a bathroom, and uh, this is right after my grandpa died. So. Like, he passed away, like, really, a week, like, a week before that, two weeks before that. And uh, the door was cracked. The bathroom door was cracked. Same, similar to what Shane was saying. And I get an opinion, I do a thing. And as soon as I turn around, like, uh, like my grandpa is just, like, standing there in the door. Like, because the, cra- like, the door is, it's, I know. Put the seat down and Granny will get you, boy. I, I know it's something to be strange thing in the world. <laughs> but, like, through the crack of the door, I could see him standing there. And I'm frozen. I'm just standing there, and I'm looking. I can see him through the mirror. I can't Dick see still in the hand. Pants are up. I've already wiggled. Uh, I'm looking through the crack of the door. I see my grandpa. I, and like, we're just staring at each other. And all of a sudden, he vanishes. And I run to my uh, living room. And I'm like, Mom, Mom. You know, freaking out. I'm like, I just saw whatever. And I, I don't remember her response on how she handled it. But like, ever since that day, 
I cannot do cracked doors. Door has to be either wide open or shut completely. Like, I'm always feeling like I'm being watched if it's a cracked door because of that. So, I 110% believe ghosts. But it was your grandpa. Wasn't that like a safe feeling? Or? But it doesn't matter. Like now I, I guess like he was watching you pee. That's what I'm crazy. saying. It was, it was so strange. Also, one time, uh, same house, different bathroom, two bathrooms. One time, I was sitting in my room, and the way my bed was sitting is like if I look to my left, you can di- see directly out of my door. And like it was like a little mini hallway thing. And directly beside, to the right of my door was the bathroom. To my left was my sister's uh, room. And I heard the door open, the bathroom door open, the light shine through a shadow walk out of the bathroom. But I, if, if it's anybody, I would be able to see them walk down the hallway. Nobody walked, and I was like, Which what? way did they go? Like towards your sister's room? No, they like they just like, like the shadow was just like walking straight into the wall, and they just disappeared. I didn't okay. see anybody. I thought it might have been Shane. Just had that. No, no, I was like ten. They didn't know each other at the time. Another time, I was on the way home from work. It was like after three o'clock, and. uh all right. <laughs> I thought you was done. No, I wasn't done yet. It did feel like you were done. Yeah, you just right. You just stopped and looked at me. Um, so I was on the way home, and this fucking big ass dog, like the size of a cow, like muscular Italian mastiff, kind of coarsely looking fucking dog, bigger than that, crawled up out of this ditch, like it was down. Its head was in a ditch, and it, like stood up, and um, it was, like fucking massive muscular dog, size of a cow, stood up, and um, had glowing eyes and chased my truck. Terrifying. That's been only like three years ago. Damn. It's pretty wild. Were you? He, he just left the bar. <laughs> no, I left work. Wow. Yep. Nice. Literally right there. That's uh, so that you, is a little strange. Did you come like straight home? Fuck yeah, I ran oh. the house. Dude, I would have kept driving until that thing wasn't chasing me anymore. I mean, it was right there at the fire department. Yeah. Like, like that field. Yeah. Like, it, like it was like, I thought it was a normal. I was like, damn, I started slowing down a little bit. Like, damn, I'm about to hit this dog if it runs on the road. And it like raised itself up out of the ditch. Like, biggest fucking like, dog I've ever seen in my life, dude. Yeah, immediately back on the gas pedal. It's one of them fucking uh, flash pedestrian brother. I was like, not happening. But that shit sounded like a Wendigo. It sounded like a demon dog. Um, I I believe in ghosts. I get vibes. Um, I've never ran into a malevolent spirit, and I don't want to, because I'm terrified of that. I can handle the concept of serial killers and murderers and human threats or even like fucking wendigos and shit but when it comes to something that I cannot see that manifests off of my fears uh that I'm terrified of it another time you're probably familiar with because you worked at Sears County um me and my wife and another couple we went to Davis Chapel where this yep. lady apparently like hung herself in the bell tower part of it because her husband didn't show up on the wedding day. Or, well, fiance didn't show up on the wedding day. So we went up there like 2 a.m., looking around with flashlight shit. We're in my uh, wife's 2015 Sentra. Not a single thing wrong with it. It was years ago. It was basically a brand new car then. Fucking around, shining flashlights, like saying the lady's name, you know, stupid shit. I don't remember what it was now, her name, but uh, got back into the Sentra, wouldn't start. So we ran around, called her mom. She was on the way to come get us, like jump us off because the battery was dead. So me and another guy from another couple pushed the car down the hill, down to the stop sign, and it started. Got back in and it started. So it was like whatever was going on at the church it made the car not start. The little church is creepy, too. Or the church is definitely creepy. But yeah, I, I believe in ghosts. Yeah. You don't let me finish either. It's okay. I mean, you stopped too. Well, you yeah, stopped. I stopped for you. I thought you had something to say. You looked I did. <laughs> I didn't mean right then. Yeah, well, I was interrupting that. It did feel like it was all right then. My bad, dog. It's okay. Man, y'all are sensitive to that. Yeah, right. What? It's not See, safety I, thing, I, man. I had something to share. He stops and looks at me. Like, all right, go ahead. <laughs> because I feel like it's a, it's a right then it, thing. Whenever I raise my hand, that's because I have a thought right that moment. Mm, nope, so I had a story. It's like, I gotta, I gotta get my joke in. I gotta give, do my bit. Anyways, that was our Halloween Spectacular. <laughs> this has been Tyler. This has been Paul. Shane. Trey. And I'd like to remind everybody to uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, like us on Spotify. 
And next week, we're going to be talking about, or not next week, two weeks? Two weeks? Sorry, two we weeks. did two back to back. This is wild. Weeks. Two, two weeks. weeks from now, we're going to be We're getting about. worse at this. Yeah. What, what, <laughs> <laughs> it's, been a, it's been a long fucking week. Uh, in two weeks, we're going to be talking about a serial killer. Who's the serial killer? We, we, you, you don't know? I really don't know. I don't remember either. <laughs> that, makes, that makes three of us. <laughs> I really don't remember who it was. The Axeman in New Orleans? The Axeman yeah, 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 in right. New Orleans. Yeah, that's right. I could never feel like oh, How do man. we have anybody that likes us? Uh, we don't. We don't. <laughs> Especially after this episode. Yeah, we, 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 we blow that. This episode just lost like half our fan base. God, this episode's awful. Hey, uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll see you down the road.